On today's show, the internal combustion engine isn't dead yet. Is VW underreporting death and injury claims to NHTSA? And Toyota's Le Mans race car can make you breakfast. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for October 9th of 2015. Earlier this year, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration fined Honda $70 million for underreporting death and injury claims. And just last month, FCA acknowledged it did the same. And now some are wondering if VW is also underreporting claims to NHTSA. A new study from financial advisory firm Stout Rissius Ross shows that over the last decade, VW reported the lowest rate of claims among the 11 largest automakers in the U.S. It's so low that many experts think it's too good to be true. The report compared the number of incidents reported by automakers with the number of vehicles sold by each carmaker that were estimated to still be on the road. It was then converted into a ratio of death and injury reports per million vehicles on the road. That way, it's a fair comparison between large and small automakers. GM had the highest rate at 524 incidents per million vehicles. The average was 301 per million, but VW was at just 34 per million. That's well below FCA and Honda's rates, which were at 101 and 78 per million, respectively. And as we just mentioned, they admitted to underreporting claims. So far, VW has declined to comment on the report. Maybe there's an explanation, but the numbers don't look good. Chevy added a clever feature to the current Silverado when it was first introduced a few years back. It has notches on the back bumper to make it easier to get up into the bed. While they weren't the first to do it, the feature has been a hit with customers. And now the updated Silverado is available with another simple but clever feature. High Country models can be equipped with power articulating running boards that swing towards the rear to help with access to the bed. Unlike Ford's hands-free liftgate that uses a motion sensor, the running board is activated by pushing a button on it with your hand or foot. You have to have the key fob on you for it to work, so you don't need to worry about anyone horsing around with it. We'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. And by Pure Michigan, leading the automotive world in intelligent connected vehicles. We run on brain power. By now, I'm sure most of us have heard of Audi's electrified e-tron models. But now the automaker is looking to come out with the G-tron model. The G stands for gas because this bi-fuel vehicle can run on both natural gas and Audi e-gas, which is a synthetic natural gas, as well as regular gasoline. The turbocharged two-liter four-cylinder engine has specially modified pistons and valves, and there's also a controller that reduces high gas pressure coming from the tank down to a workable pressure for the engine. The A4 Avant, which gets this setup, has a range of 500 kilometers, or about 310 miles on natural gas, and an additional 450 kilometers, or about 280 miles on gasoline. Hmm, funny how if you add that up, 
it's nearly identical to the range of a TDI model. We'll have to wait for pricing announcements until its schedule launch in late 2016, but most CNG conversions for light trucks cost around $5,000 to $7,500, so we wouldn't be surprised to see the same for Audi. Some of the best things in life are completely unexpected, and based on a video Toyota released the other day, a group of people just got the breakfast of a lifetime. As you may know, the regenerative braking systems in today's race cars can produce an awful lot of energy. Well, it turns out if you pump that energy into coffee makers, toasters, and hot plates rather than the car, you can feed a whole bunch of people breakfast. In one lap of Le Mans, Toyota's LMP1 car produces about 6 million joules of energy, which is enough to make 171 cups of coffee, 83 slices of toast, and 57 fried eggs. Really, the only thing missing were some strips of bacon. Coming up next, a look at why automakers can meet fuel economy standards without electric vehicles. In order to meet fuel economy standards, many automakers are turning to hybrid and electric vehicles. But Marianne Wright, who's in charge of engineering and product development at Johnson Controls, told us on AutoLine this week, automakers can meet regulations in the U.S. without building electrified vehicles. If you take a look at the internal combustion engine, it just continues to get increasingly efficient. Um, I serve on the board of Argonne National Lab, and the guys there believe that there's another 30% of efficiency gains to be had just in the internal combustion engine. So if you think about that, it just continues to push out things like hybrids and electric vehicles because there's so much technology in gasoline, diesel engines that will drive fuel efficiency and get you to the regulations that are proposed for 2025. Footprint's a piece of it, clearly, but when you look at just pure efficiency of all the systems across the, the vehicle, light weighting, low rolling resistance tires, lubricants, I mean, the OEMs have tons of levers that they cooled EGR. All these things you can do without ever having to electrify the powertrain. There's a lot of great info about hybrids, especially mild hybrids in that show. And you can watch that entire interview right now on our website. But that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. Go out and have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.